0: Oh. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the
1: air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. I'm Matthew I'm rodrigo and I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, 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 podcast. The Major Spoilers
0: Podcast is on the air.
1: The long, spooky Halloween Eve is now concluded. The monsters are put away. The candy bowl is empty and in Matthew's tummy. Oh, and that, that means it. only one thing.
2: It means I What's really it? need to use the restroom. <laughs> I had what? four pounds of Reese's. What is it? What is it? The uh,
1: All Saints Day? Is that what the today is?
2: Yes, All Saints Day. The Day All of All Saints. All
1: Saints day. day, which means...
2: St. Walker, uh, St. George... <laughs> Saint, uh, Saint Jack Daniels,
1: Saint Rita Moreno, <laughs> Saint JJ Walker,
2: Roger Moore, the Saint. <laughs> hey
1: everyone, welcome this, to Dueling Reviews, this, I'm Stephen, that's Saint Matthew. 20. This week, <laughs> new comics in the store, neither one of us that's are saints.
2: The best joke I ever made and you talked over it. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs>
1: no, you didn't listen to when I was making a transition and continued to yabber your mouth.
2: My name's Steven, and I'll make this week. New comic books are out
1: (laughs) Vampirilla versus Fluffy the Vampire Killer.
2: It's Kelly the Vampire Fluffer.
1: Yeah, quit watching those porno movies. What? Anyway, Vampirilla, her origins are shrouded in mystery. Some say she's a powerful entity from another realm, others tell tales of a child born of a demonic mother in hell's fire and dispatched to cleanse the world of evil.
2: Vampirella's origin has been told she came. I'm reading from, from the inside front cover. I'm just telling you, she came from the planet Draculon, an embarrassing place where people are ashamed to pretend that never mind. Go ahead.
1: That they get it on and wear skimpy. bikinis,
2: <laughs>
1: drink and bathe in blood. Yeah. So uh, written by Marco Rayner, illustrated by Cesar Raznick, I guess is how you pronounce his name. Cesar Raznick.
2: I would say Cesar Razak. Okay, there you go. That's just me.
1: With a cover by Nick Bradshaw that Matthew thought was Art Adams.
2: Okay. Did you? It's definitely an Art Adams riff. I see. If you look at uh, the basic dimensions of the body, especially the faces, there's definitely an Art Adams uh, element to it. Art Adams, uh, in the recent work he's been doing on like uh, Warlord of Mars and Mm -hmm. like that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you, well, Nick Bradshaw has been doing a lot of Warlord of Mars and Deja Thoris and that kind of stuff, too. Um, Mm -hmm. He seems to be a pretty go-to artist at uh, at, uh, Dynamite Entertainment. The inside art is not Nick Bradshaw art, that is for sure. No. And we'll talk about art in just a little bit, I guess, unless you want to talk about it now. No, let's go ahead.
2: We start outside of a high school with two kids parking, and then hanging from the rearview mirror a bloody, hook. A bloody hook.
1: All right, so first Actually, of all, we start off, and I, I really think that, uh, that uh, comic book companies need to start striking deals with car manufacturers, because as we talk about art here, it's just like a lifted image <laughs> of a Ford something or other, or a Toyota something or other.
2: That's a Ford. I think that's a... A Ford Focus or something. It's
1: something like that, and then just slapped in there. Yeah. And it, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but it just kind of looks well, like a trace uh, job. So these two are getting it on in their car, hot and heavy at the high school, because that's where you go and make out, in the high school parking lot.
2: Yeah. And they have a pretty good approximation of Joss Whedon dialogue with yeah. this, you know, the girl and the boy talking. And yeah. He's like, I hope you're not ruling out a twirl in my baton.
1: Yeah, and she's
2: like James Bond, much.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought that overall the mocking of the the yeah. Weeden characters, I thought was probably the weakest part of this entire story. The so wh- really, this is this is really telling a story of the first season of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV yeah. series because it takes it's- place. You know, basically, we meet uh, Fluffy the Vampire Killer on the front steps right. of whatever school that they're at. And right. uh, and it, they're making reference to, hey, you just burned down your last school and all this other stuff. And it's like, so it really is trying to mirror that very first episode of that very first season of Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer. And so, her two
2: best friends, Stanley. Yes. And, and Callow.
1: Callow. <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the going back really quick, the two the before the uh, the opening credits of yes. the uh, comic book uh, begin, uh, the two are making out, and all of a sudden these undead pilgrims show up and oh. slash and chop and not killing thee.
2: We are not killing thee, child. Not, not killing, killing thee. thee. No, they're just maiming and crippling.
1: So apparently, and, it's abstinence week, at yes. what we will call, I don't know. Bunny vale, Bunny, vale Bunny vale High vale. Scale beautiful, School.
2: Beautiful, perfect. I'm with
1: because you. Because they don't, uh, the initials of the school are SHHS, and we know that because we can see them clearly <laughs> on uh, the head cheerleaders, uh, Car- Carmilla's uh
2: Yeah, the not outfit. Cordelia.
1: The not Cordelia. Which is kind of sad. Cordelia was never that way.
2: Yeah. Cordelia was always that way.
1: Nah, well, not a total horse let.
2: Yes, she was no. in season one, a total horselot. No. You, you're just letting your love of uh, Charisma Carpenter Shush cloud you. your vision.
1: So anyway, up the step walks a uh, sexy hot new uh, school teacher. Because apparently people get killed a lot in our high school and we've got budget yes. cutbacks, <laughs> which was, I did laugh at that. I thought that that was kind of funny. It um, was nice. But, uh, you know, there's a new principal and like I said, apparently it's abstinence week. And so everybody's supposed to be refraining from the sexy, sexy, uh, but that's not <laughs> quite what happens. But you know, when you think about it, as they start explaining it, a pattern starts to form relatively quickly about what's really going on. But oh yeah, so talk about you know this this book doesn't feature Vamparella so much as it is a riff on the the Buffy TV series.
2: Well, it does feature Vampirella, but Vampirella takes kind of a backseat in the first half of the book, right? Vampirella shows up as the new school teacher and I actually kind of like the part where Vampirella shows up as a new school teacher. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I've long believed, you know, with the new Vampirella series that she is much more attractive because they have her running around always in this blood Mm -hmm. red crimson blouse and like a black skirt or black Mm -hmm. trousers. Mm -hmm. And in this one, she's wearing a black, you know, schoolgirl, not schoolgirl, but school marm type skirt. Right. It's knee length. It's not even super sexy. But she's more attractive like that than she is when she uh, Pam Anderson's out in yeah, the middle
1: of the film. as they joke in the uh, in the book. Yeah, you know i I don't mind that they they ditched the bikini and w- w- went with the uh, what the bustier in the pants uh, back mm-hmm. when they rebooted the character and started the series. I didn't mind that at all.
2: Well, and I think that you know that was a conscious decision. This book is not necessarily, I think, straight in Vampirella's continuity currently no. in the current book. Yeah, no. But basically, the vampires are out, and Fluffy kills vampires. Right. Vampirella is a vampire, but something stranger than vampires is going on in uh, Bunnyvale High. Yeah. And it's, the parts of it that do work for me are kind of questionable. There's a moment where they're in abstinence class, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, why is there an abstinence class?
1: Right. Well, that kind of ties and- into the to the part of the book, to the part of the story.
2: Yeah, but during Abstinence class, Fluffy is texting her uh, vampire boyfriend, Cherub. Cherub, <laughs> yes, yeah, about how she's totally legal. Yes,
1: which which I really appreciate. Which was which was interesting because you know that was something that kinda was not brought up too much in the uh, TV series in that first year when she was clearly what? underage. But she does text and say, "Hey, you know, in this state, I am legal." FYI. She
2: actually did sleep with him at the end of season two. Yeah, I know. That's what made him all evil and stuff.
1: I know, but that was kind of, she was definitely underage. Yep.
2: Yeah. And we get the moment where terrible things happen in the school library because mm-hmm. terrible things always happen yeah, in the school library. That's what
1: happens when you start making out.
2: And our heroines meet face to face. And the best line of the issue comes <laughs>
1: when,
2: when Vampirella's yeah. like, she introduces herself, she's like, I'm Fluffy, and the camel called Yes, he wants his toe back. Mm-hmm. Well, bam! That's the best line of the issue, right now. Unfortunate,
1: unfortunately, it is. <laughs> but, but but what do you think of the whole Buffy the whole Buffy r- riff? Does it work? Does it not work? I, to be honest, I thought it was. I thought the the trying to mimic the Whedon dialogue just fell flat for me. I thought the I, I'm all for pun, puns. People who listen to um, one of our other podcasts, the uh, Munchkinland podcast, you know that I love puns, and if you listen to my jokes, even in these shows, it's a lot of punny humor. But I don't know, cherub instead of angel, fluffy instead of Buffy, mm-hmm. Alexander instead or Stanley instead of you know, Stanley is pretty funny. Yeah.
2: I would say that it's not meant to be played straightforward. The dialogue works up to a point. It works as a pastiche of Buffy, and I think right. that, as such, it's designed to be a little over the top, but I think that works against it, too, because they're trying to tell, it, it feels like a straightforward Vampirella story, or right. as straightforward as Vampirella stories get, but it feels like a, a parody of a Buffy story, mm-hmm. which is kind of, I, I suppose, exactly what they're doing. Even though, historically, Vampirella has you know, a sense of humor and a tongue-in-cheek Kind of, you know, thing going on. She is, of course, from the planet Draculon, uh, where all of the uh, water bearing the lakes and the rivers are actually yeah, filled like with blood. blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, you
1: know, that's never brought up here. We're never dealing dealing with that. It's it's She's not fighting. No, I'm fighting. pretty
2: sure Draculon was wiped out of the
1: con. No, no, but I mean, you know, here we don't see her need to feast on blood. She doesn't bring up the fact that she's fighting... Dracula's, uh, you know, emissaries, you know, in the ongoing series. This is this one kind of standalone, hey, how about we try this and call it a parody and and ditch the WB legal.
2: And unlike her appearances in the regular continuity, she is wearing her slingshot bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once she goes into battle, which is, you know, kind of cool. I think Mm -hmm. that's an iconic look. But I think where the book falls apart for me is when they actually fight – Vampirella takes, you know, a shot from Fluffy and then completely no sells (laughs) Fluffy's offense and takes Spike through the hand and she's like, stop talking now. Vampirella clearly overpowers her. Right. And I think that to me is the point where it's one thing to say that, okay, Fluffy is a parody of Buffy and I'm cool with that. But that, that to me feels like uh, here's my character who is better than this other character. But it's not the other character. It's an over-the-top parody of that character. Right. And that's the point, I think, where it kind of comes apart for me. Kinds of comes apart. I like sugar (laughs) and sometimes booze. But most importantly, I think when Fluffy and Vampirella join forces, as they do, I thought something awful was going to happen.
1: I was hoping something awesome would happen.
2: Because they, yeah, they're going to the chastity spring fling to, to, and, to, you know, they're thinking, okay, how are we going to stop these pilgrims from killing people? Well, obviously they're being empowered by, by the, uh, what is it?
1: To well, it the, some, you know, the whole, the whole thing is the whole gimmick is the reason why they're doing abstinence week is right. because it c- creates the desire and makes the desire go stronger. And so that's because there's all this horniness going on at the school and no one's doing anything about it is going to cause this demon to rise and the uh, the the ghost Puritans are there, you know, uh, I don't know, trying to curtail to beat out the uh, impurities in the uh, in this sexually depraved kids. Yeah, I mean, it, from a from a from a gimmick standpoint, I like the fact that, oh, I see what's happening. It, it's and that's why the school is pushing the abstinence and the governor or whoever the mayor is pushing the abstinence. Because that is what's causing, you know, he's an emissary of evil and that's what's causing things to, uh, lead to the boiling point. So I, I appreciated that and I like that. Um, but it just, I don't know. You get to the great big fight at the end of the school dance where, where the hell mouth, yeah. well, not the hell mouth is the, getting the, ready to open. The heck nose, Yeah, the heck nose, or whatever it is. The heck nose. It's a heck nose. <sighs>
2: Yeah, it, it's very anticlimactic. I still am not clear as to what Vampirella did to close the heck nose. Well, to, she
1: told you know, him to go. She she had to figure out a way to remove all of the desire, um, you know, the impure thoughts in everyone's head. And so she sent him into the gym to get a bag that she had left there. And I had to read this a couple of times to figure out what the hell, because, again, she's fighting off the, the Puritan demons then you cut to a very tiny panel of Buffy and Xander, and I don't know if it's supposed to be Cherub or Miles, Angel it's or Cherub. Miles. They open up the bag, and they look in, and they all have a shock look on their mouth. The Hell Mouth is opening, and then all of a sudden, everybody whiffs away, and the Hell Mouth closes. And yeah. Buffy comes out, or Fluffy comes out and says, I'm not sure what just happened, but I think you may be the worst teacher in the world. Yeah.
2: I, I, I think the implications- So something
1: in there was so horrifying— yes. Maybe, it, who knows?
2: It seems to me that
1: the implication was
2: that she sent those kids off to have a threesome.
1: No, because they look <laughs> in this bag and it was something so shocking, you know, the turn you off of sex, that that is what closed the hill mouth or the. the, the something the, the portal. to
2: keep them safe.
1: But we don't know what it is. And so that kind of makes it that, hmm, what's in the. uh What's in, in Marsalis' bag? Um but uh it's so buried in that busy, what is it, like six page pa- or uh, six panel page yeah. that you totally miss what's one, two, three, four, I guess five panel page. Um, that yeah. you totally miss the gag of whatever is in there that's so horrifying. Now you could probably come up with a number of depraved or disgusting. Images that could be in that bag that caused them to be turned off sex, Um, but we'll never know. Right. Right. And so that was a letdown.
2: Yeah. And I think that there's a lot in this book that has promise, but it's very crowded. There's a really great moment where Sallow, the, uh, you know, the willow character character. sitting on the corner and she's clearly – Clearly saying that she's in love with Buffy mm-hmm. and that life is horrible because she's, you know, in high school and she's right. gay and she's not out. And Vampirella tells her that the people who make fun of her will, re- will regret it later and that it does get better, which is a great moment. And then Sallow immediately gets killed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and her and life di- doesn't get better. <laughs> yeah,
2: her dying words were it doesn't get better. I'm like,
1: ouch. There were a, I mean, there were some humorous points in, in this book. But from the story perspective, I was kind of left wanting to be, to be honest. Uh, I, I
2: was too. Artistically from an art standpoint, yeah. it was more successful than from what they were telling in the story.
1: I don't know. I, I like that. They didn't make the characters too much like their real world counterparts. You know, Buffy is blonde. Fluffy is a, brun- uh, is a chestnut hair. They, they did a palette Willow, swap. Yeah. There Willow is, is, is the redhead. Here she's a blonde. Uh, charisma carpenter is a blonde instead of a brunette uh, xander is kind of a dopey well i guess they kept that part the same
2: yeah yeah really it's, really. it's not different at all it's a palette swap and yeah, it's yeah. intentional i i kind of wonder if somewhere in the back of their minds they weren't hoping to try and you know say hey let's use the real buffy and i think that might well that might have made a slight change to this book but overall, I feel like this is kind of a, a, a grand experiment that didn't quite yeah. make the bar for did, me. Did you
1: like the art? Because the art kind of worked in I some pages did. and, and kind of didn't work in other pages. Some pages it was just like, hey, let's lift this panel, this Adam. In fact, uh, the one where Vampirilla discovers that Fluffy is the, uh, the chosen one in the graveyard looks almost like an Adam Hughes uh, famous Vampirilla pose as she's peering around the, the gravestone. Um, some pages look like they're stock images that have been tweaked to make them look like the characters that we see here. I'm not saying that there's tracing going on except for, you know, the cars and some of the buildings that we see in the, uh, in the book. There's some good stuff, but mm, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen better. I've certainly seen much worse. I, I think for a dynamite book, this is, a. This is above average for a dynamite book, I would say, as far as the the art goes.
2: I agree. I think the art is pretty strong. The art works for me in a lot of ways. I don't necessarily think that, you know, it's a a series of stock poses. I think that this artist wears his influences on his sleeve Mm -hmm. or lack of sleeve since we're talking about a Vampirella book. But um, I think it's about page 17 where Vampy finds uh, a couple of mutilated teenagers. Right. Great shot. It's a great, it's a, an upward pose. Even though she's wearing her Vampirella bikini, it's not about her gazongas. It's about the horror in the foreground. And, you know, I, I like. Except that her gazongas
1: are perfectly lit and the dead bodies on the foreground are not lit. So they're a darker tone than the rest of her. They're so your eyes are still, blood. your eyes are still drawn to.
2: Well, your eyes can be. That's drawn a, that's a coloring.
1: That's a, you know, but that's a coloring shading issue. I guess
2: uh, your eyes can be drawn wherever they want to be. My
1: eyes are drawn. You're from just funny. mad. That one eye bigger than the other
2: is the charisma carpenter exp and that
1: <laughs> You're like,
0: oh, no. Cordelia, I Cordelia, love you no.
1: so. oh my gosh. You know, the best, the best, sequences the best gift, one of the best gifts my wife ever got for me. And she's fully supports my, uh, my, uh, obs- obsession with, uh, charisma carpenter and Cordelia chase. She went out of her way one year for my birthday to track down the wizard variant Cordelia action figure where she's in the cheerleader outfit. I think she paid like 60 bucks for that thing and got it for me. It was great. It was a great uh-huh. birthday gift. It was awesome. <laughs> I still got it. Ah, <laughs> uh. uh, what love will do. And then I think for her birthday, I got her a rock. <laughs> uh. <laughs> i got
2: a rock
1: yep you're making it Maybe. uh timely timely joke there yeah
2: yeah i just watched that like a half an hour ago oh really yeah here's the world war still, one flying does it still hold
1: Steven up the- does it still oh hold yeah up?
2: it's as good now as it was then but it's not the best of the halloween specials but yeah it holds up
1: well, there's other halloween specials
2: yeah It's not the best of the Charlie Brown specials. Oh,
1: Charlie Brown specials. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So
1: uh, give me uh, some final thoughts and reactions on this, Matthew. I think I like
2: the pictures. I can take or leave the words. And the plot was pretty much. eh, I still don't know what happened. Yeah. I really do think that the implication is. That the the kids were doing something. I don't think so. That yeah, I don't know. On page thirty one, I want you to look at the three characters when she says you're the worst teacher in the world, they all have JBF hair. Is all (laughs) I'm saying. And she's like, You can't kick and punch your way out of everything, and and Fluffy says, lesson robustly learned. I'm like, oh Fluffy just had a three way. Yeah. But it's not something And this is rough because a lot of people, a lot of people dislike the way that I, I, I do the, the five stars. Average book for me is 2.5. Right. Two and a half slices of meatloaf, two and a half stars is where I am on this book. The good parts are good, but the parts that don't work, don't work enough to where the good parts don't get enough room or chance to shine. And I think that this, you know, this probably would have been more successful. If it was actually a Buffy crossover. As an unauthorized crossover, it feels kind of mean spirited yeah. that Vampirella has such an upper hand. Yeah. It's like because it's not the real Buffy, we didn't play fair with the character and her archetypes. And you know, Vampirella got to be Vampirella, but Fluffy, not being Buffy, didn't have to be Buffy.
1: Who 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 is the better vampire slayer, Matthew? Vampirella or Buffy? Not the Fluffy, but Buffy.
2: Hannibal King? <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> that person's not in the fight.
2: <laughs> okay. You asked me who's the better Vampire Slayer. Yeah, um,
1: Vampirella or Buffy. Uh,
2: well, it's a tough call. Because the real Buffy is a pretty awesome character if you completely discount season six.
1: Which was which where,
2: one? Uh, the That's the season where... Everybody had to grow up and get a job, and she worked at the Double Meat Palace, and Willow oh, was, yeah, tre- yeah. was yeah, treating yeah. her magic like it was an addiction, and just an overall terrible season. Just a terrible, downer, character derailing season. Whereas Vampirella has, you know, for 30 years been kind of running around going, derp you derp, I sure am naked. But doing it in such a charming way, I think the, the least successful moment of the issue for me is when Vampirella gives Buffy the why you suck speech and she's like, and when you talk about your little girl power, empowerment means I can dress like this and I yeah, can yeah, kill yeah. anyone who has a problem with it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so so unfortunate. And it's unfortunate not just because there are apparently no females involved in the creative team of this book. But it's also unfortunate in that it's kind of a cliche sentiment in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So I would say two and a half. I would say that if I had to break it down, Buffy is probably the better vampire killer. But if I were in a fight, I would want Vampirella.
1: Just because of her awesome space powers.
2: Yeah, she's from the planet Dracula. Plus she
1: can pop out those wings. (laughs) She's got huge tracks of land. Uh, (laughs) you know, I, I like the, I like the premise, right? I I like this. I like this premise. Uh, I, I agree. They are kind of mean spirited towards the Buffy franchise. Um, they killed Cordelia, um, or at least cut her leg off.
2: They killed Fodelia. Yeah. They didn't cut her leg off. They cut all of her limbs off.
1: Oh, did they? I I just saw the one bloody stone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fodelia was completely, uh, discombobulated, but alive.
1: Ugh Ugh ugh. Yep Um Art was okay. Um Like I said, I think it's above average for, for a lot of what we see in uh, yeah. some Dynamite books. But you know, I love a lot of Dynamite titles. I really do. Shadow, Spider, uh Deja Thor's, uh Warlord of Mars, uh what else are they doing? Uh The Garth Ennis, the Boys, you know yeah, the Boys, it's good. Uh Dynamite has a lot of good books. Even Vampirilla, Red Sonia. Um, Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Six million dollar man. I mean, they've got a lot of good stories. This one, I don't know, okay. seemed rather forced throughout. Yeah. And it, so it, it ultimate was, from it
2: was a premise that needed a little more room to breathe.
1: I think it, it, since this is a one-shot instead of being 32 pages with ads, it needed to be 48 pages. I think if they yeah. had 48 pages to tell the story, it might have been a little bit better and they might have been able to or, cram uh, yeah, a little a two bit more page in. Yeah, 2-page micro series.
2: Yeah, yeah, could have been that. To where too. to where you could get the, you know, well, yeah, you could get the uh the character beats in there and the jokes about uh Ex Stanley. <laughs> By the way, that's one of the better bits in it. Yeah. But if you could, you can get those things in there and then you can have that battle meaningful and you can have, you can build on that tension and give Buffy some back and forth Mm -hmm. with Vampirella.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, this has just got to be an average, an average, average, average book. You're probably, yeah, two and a half. I might even go a little bit lower than that, but yeah, two and a half. I think stars. if you do that, I'll go higher then. Oh, no. (laughs) Two and a half is really all I can give. It's really average. I mean, I think there's some cool moments in there. There's some cool hooks. Uh, Vampirilla fans will want to snatch this up. It's not in continuity, right? It's not going to be an an in-continuity story. Um, It is what it is. Agreed. It is what it is. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for this week's... Dueling review. Thank you so much for listening. Um, You know, we're going to try to spread this out a lot uh, when we do dueling reviews. We're going to try to hit as many different companies and books as we can. We've done DC. We've done Marvel. We've done Dynamite. Uh, We've done Image. We did Image last week, I think, with MacGyver, or a couple of weeks ago with MacGyver. True. And next week, we're going to be hitting- MacGyver! Uh, Next week, we're going to be hitting Dark Horse Comics with uh, 47 Ronin. Uh, We try to do dueling reviews where we're hitting the review the day after, depending on when you listen to this, the day after the book is released in store. So we're trying to hit books that come out this week. And if you have a question or a comment or a thought about dueling reviews, all you have to do is send us an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Of course, you can head over to Majorspoilers.com and read all sorts of reviews from all sorts of our writers. Um who are often in their in sorts. Um, if you would like to see this continue, <laughs> like to help out the cause, we appreciate everything that you can do. You can click on the Amazon link and buy, 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 buy. You can make a donation, a one time, a two or five or a $10 a month recurring donation. And if you do have, and I don't know how many of you are listening to this right now, probably all of you. Um, <laughs> if you do have a recurring donation through PayPal, go in and just double check that over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've seen a lot of um, skip payments, canceled payments, and then suddenly the person who was the donor going, hey, man, how come Major Spoilers canceled my payment? And it's like, not us. We like your money. Uh, And it turns out it's it's a thing with most people's banks. So if you'll go in and just double-check your PayPal uh, donation for those of you that are on the recurring donation list, and we appreciate each and every one of you, uh, just go in and double-check your account. I know that there was one person who – it was constantly skipping his payment for the, like the last two years and he didn't realize it. And he was like, well, shoot, I thought I've been paying you guys like a hundred dollars over the last two years. Turns out I haven't been sending you any of that money. So he's like, here's the money that I'm supposed to have paid you and took care of that. So take a, take nice. a moment, go check out your PayPal account. And uh, We certainly appreciate everyone who donates to the cause. We love you because you are what make major spoilers special. All right. Next week, Uh, Forty-seven, Rona, number one. Why? Because we know that you love comics, and we do too. And we will talk with you soon.
0: Bad day's revision of a Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way as soon as that comic book store guy knew He kicked my butt out on the corner Yeah, what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Oh wait, I think I found a better way If I was hulking green or gray I could just buzz through that brick wall Take their comic books away But then deal with all those tanks and bombs and guns have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on guess i need to rethink this plan how would i bag and board my comics with such huge hands guess i already told ya. what a major spoiler be surprised to find, that I might actually have the hard to follow an entire storyline. What I really even need, to keep up on all those escapades, I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe, but the downside is such a beast, being caught up in a fun via in the Middle East, with the kings at the so Soldier.
1: Copyright 2012.